Checky, check, check, checky, checky. Um, good morning, children. I was gonna, I was gonna give YouTube webcam. I was gonna give it YouTube web. Well, maybe we could try it. Let's just try it. Let's do YouTube webcam. Because <clears throat> I thought I had set up a, uh, oh, here we go now. Can't find a camera. It's no, 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 no. It's too too late for you. No, here's how bad Google and YouTube fucked up. Um, nobody can even use their new shit. Oh, I'm sure there's some <clears throat> there's some nerds and geeks. Ah, oh, you see, Aaron, it's it's just as simple as cryptocurrency. Here's your 47 word password. If you don't remember, we'll change it on you. And you see, you need a crypto wallet, and you're all a fucking idiot if you can't figure this out. Uh, then you need to have an exchange. And then, uh, and then I'm like, it's just, it can't be any simpler. So I know there's one or two of you idiots that uh, figured out how to use YouTube's new shit. But um, even, even just... <sighs> It was logical. It worked. This is going to go down in history as like uh, Coke 2 or Windows 8. This is going to go down as like, here's this perfect product that works wonderful. Fuck you. And fuck. And there, when you log into YouTube, you can tell there's an oh shit. Trust you me. <clears throat> if you want your vengeance on YouTube for fucking this up and taking away a perfectly good tool that many of you liked, I would even say dare relied upon. That's why I have backups. You always program redundancy into your systems. Um, hang on. There we go. Having mint beadlets for my throat. There is an oh shit storm going on on YouTube right now. Or Google, whatever you want to call it. Because the first thing that happened, see, they already have a survey like, why don't you want to switch to YouTube beta? It's like, because YouTube alpha was just fine. It was just fine. You didn't have to fuck with it. I didn't ask for this. I didn't ask for that. I didn't ask for this. I didn't ask for that. We can have your car turn on and off at every stop. I didn't ask for that. Never wanted that to happen. <clears throat> We can give your girl extra herpes. Would you like that? No, I would not like that. And so they already had this, this survey going on. Oh, it's got to be at least two years now. When you go from YouTube beta <clears throat> to YouTube classic, because like I know that command structure. I know the, the layout, and I know how to do Why do you want to switch? And I stopped filling out the surveys because I know you're not going to listen. So already, it, that's moot on that end. But now right at the top. Take a user, something friendly survey. Please don't hold back. It's like, nah, fuck you. Fuck you. I'm not going to tell you shit. We're not going to. You had the product. You took the product away. And now I guarantee you that Sticks and Hammer 666, he had a, a video up that they've lost. I don't know how many people they've lost to uh, alternative streaming platforms. Uh, and I guarantee you for the first time, YouTube is looking at their data and saying, oh, shit, what what did we do? I want to doubt it if they're like the number of minutes viewed, however, whatever metrics you want to use actually went down for the first time this month, this week. 
We're not even done with the month. And so I thought, ah, I'll just try their streaming video. I'll, I'll try. And no, no. I, I, I hit the save. You know, I'll put in the title. Put in a description. Ah, this is how it is. Okay, I'm just going to do a video. I won't be able to bring anybody on. Oh, no. And then I'm like, where, where's the button to go live? Where, where do I hit the button to start? Where's the start button? Where's the ignition keyhole? How do I get this thing going? <laughs> and then I, I putz around and I'm like, oh, you need to download a codec and you need to download this and you need to set up your ingestion settings. I mentioned, I'm like, oh, once I saw that ingestion settings, don't get me started. Whatever one of you fucktards over at YouTube came up with the word ingestion settings, there is that special place in hell for child molesters and people talking to theater and YouTube employees who come up with the phrase ingestion settings. You, you fucking nerds who want the big boobed blonde girl pussy because you came over from India or Pakistan or wherever the fuck you came over and you watched too many damn American movies and you all thought that if a constant continual improvement, perfect is the enemy of good. We had this perfectly wonderful machine everybody wanted, but no, you thought you could make it better because that way I get boobies. America got boobies. Yes. I want the American Girl boobies, and I was told that if I came up with new and creative ideas, I, this is it to say. I guarantee. Okay, let me let me be intellectually honest. <clears throat> I guarantee you, it's a dopey white fuck that came up with this one. I guarantee you, it is not an East Indian or a Pakistani. Uh, they, this this has got this smells white. All this smells pompous air this smells like uh this is what i want you guys go do it so it was up to kumar and punjab you guys had to do all the hard work i guarantee you this directive to get rid of uh, google hangouts came from some mba laden fuck who has no real world experience uh has been a pompous little privileged brat his or her entire life they did some number crunching. They missed the bigger picture. They probably analyzed <clears throat> Hangout on a micro level like, well, this isn't making us money. Failing to realize how much traffic it really was driving to YouTube. And it was some, some myopic fuck, some horse blinding, blinders ra- fuck that decided, All right, well, we're going to get rid of this. Screw this. I mean, don't you, I'm trying to think of a, it's called a loss leader. Uh, you, you use, you entice people to come in and either use your product or look at the show floor or come to your restaurant and you might lose money on the burger, but you more than make up for it in the sale of Diet Coke. But I'm still going to blame you East Indian guys coming over here. There's, there's enough of you in middle management and senior management like, I want the boobies. Oh, I want to come up with a new button to push. Pushy push button. Yes. No practicality, whatever, but I will imp- impress my boss. Then he give me a race. Then I get myself Ferrari and finally get American girl big boobies with long black, which I appreciate. I'm with you, man, but that's not how you get the boobies. And if you would kindly not fuck over the rest of... Not America. Not America. You're not fucking over America. You're fucking over the world. The world. 
It wasn't just Americans that had to do with that paperclip fuck from Microsoft like 15, 20 years ago. It wasn't just us. Everybody had to suffer that. So could you, pl- could you please become a good global citizen and, and just, just not stop improving shit? Stop fixing shit that isn't broken. Um, it's going to be a short one because I got, I may even take another two week break because um, there's just so much shit going on. Uh, don't get me started. And and none of this is good. None of it's bad either. It is It is compliance costs. It is regulatory burden. Not one, I don't think in the past week, I've okay. Aside from you take asshole consulting out of the equation, I don't think I've produced one cent of real GDP, any new production. All my effort and labor has been going into dealing with compliance costs, regulations. Uh, Forget tax. Taxes is. I'll I'll gladly take the IRS before I take uh, um, YouTube. But this fuckery, this fuckery with YouTube, where we all got to go and scramble. Although I predicted it, I predicted it. Ask, and you shall receive. Player. Big dick player. Big dick baby. Mmm, swing it down by your knees. <laughs> I predicted a what? I said maybe a podcast or two ago that I'm not going to fuck around with YouTube and finding a replacement. I'm not going to try OBS labs. I'm not going to try poop labs. I'm not going to try urine labs. I'm just going to let somebody fi- else figure it out. And the Vince and the guys over at... um. Masculine geek did because they're geeks and they're masculine. That's what separates it from the other geeks. Uh, they did. Also, I was watching the Masculine Geek podcast number thirty. I'm like, hey, is everybody on this? And there, and he's using a uh, <clears throat> Streamyard, Streamyard or Streamyards. Uh, and so I got to talk to Vince about that. But it looks like there was a chat room. It looked like all three of the guys were on video, audio. None of this fuckery going on. And the only thing I said, Vince, can you get donations? Because that's one thing I don't understand. It's one thing I don't understand. Bacon will understand this. The goddamn Bacon, who of which I listened to his podcast um, while golfing in Vegas uh, all the time, among others. Um, what was it? It was DT and the Man, uh, Masculine Geek, and then... Um, Oh, the great one himself at sinlibsoch.com. They all mock, not necessarily me. They're not necessarily mocking me. And it wasn't even mocking. They just, they wouldn't do the super chats. They're like, oh, we don't do super chats. What are you doing? And I'm kind of like, guys, do you, how do you do it, Aaron? Well, how, well, I monetize shit. I don't know about you. I take ads. I know it's not the funnest thing for you guys, but that's, that's how I do it. I'm here for me, by the way, first and foremost. Don't think this is a charity I run here. But I'm like, do you get super chat? Oh, we don't do that. We got we got a Patreon. I was like, come just fucking do it. Just try. But I predicted it. I said, look, you guys run off into the minefield. You waste your hours on end trying to figure this crap out. You go suffer like Bernard Chapin has. Trying, <clears throat> oh, God, listen to some of those podcasts. Exactly what I wanted to avoid. That's exactly what I wanted to avoid. Uh, not to slam on Bernard, but... Uh, because you, but you can see it's it's work it's labor it's work and fuck here I got to do this got to click this button August Jamal watch the boobies 
Not Jamar. Again, that's not Jamar. That's that's Sven or Chip or Chaz or Thaddeus, some fucktard off on the East Coast. <clears throat> right, Chaz. But I said, someone will figure this out for me. I'll wait for the dust to settle. I'll let them rough, run off into the landmine field, and then they'll find the hill and the safe passage to that hill that will be the new replacement for YouTube. Boom, there it is. StreamYard, it looks like. So when I'm done fucking around with the rest of this damn-ass compliance costs, regulatory bullshit, and I, but they saved me a ton of time. They saved me at least a day of work. At least. At least. And so the day is, is quickly coming that the old Capmeister um, will have it regular back. will be streaming live. You'll get to see my wonderful face. Oh, I just woke up, too. get to see a beautiful face. Uh, Chadwick will be on. One of these days, we'll have the lovely Mary Jo with her big cans and her cleavage. We'll, ha- we'll have, we'll have uh, Mary Jo's cleavage starring in the show. And Mary Jo will be there, too. <laughs> Starring Mary Jo's Cleavage and Mary Jo. <laughs> oh, I got, see, she's saving up there because she tunes in. She tunes in. And uh, I bet you she's saving up all those punches to the shoulders, all these hits. She's got she's a list that she's going to add. And there's going to be like 40 hits. She's going to hit me in my shoulder 40 times. Adding up. She's keeping track, keeping score. And this is for this one? Is it for that one? Is that time you said I everyone just want to see my cleavage and not me? Hey, how dare you want to play, right? Oh, by the way of which, uh, <clears throat> we got uh, two items on the Patreon. One is a new pick of Mary Jo. It's a good one. It's a good one. Because I appreciate you guys uh, who donate through Patreon. Uh, and then I also, uh, w- which is somewhat fair, I think, is if I get a little bit of spare time, which I did, out in the Southern Command this last time, went out to the uh, Mount Charleston mountain range there and did some hiking because it was 106 degrees with no wind. That's the key thing. 106 degrees with no wind, uh, which is unbearable. Uh, you can't go outside. And I'm not really a stay-at-home busybody. Uh, so what I did is I drove. There's a mountain range not too far away from Las Vegas, maybe 40 miles away. And uh, drove out there, hiked Fletcher Canyon, and... Um, I was just bored. I had nothing to do. And you can't listen to music anymore. There's no music. Especially in Las Vegas. Like, a third of the the, the um, channels are Latino. Which would be fine if you played, like, uh, Afro-Cuban jazz or Latino. There's there's some stuff. There's some good music. No. Ten hours later. Or you get the really sad Latino. Take a pencil, take a tea. Let the water of el perro. Donde esta el baño? Mi amor, mi amor. It's like, oh, Jesus, why is anyone, how is anyone alive in the Latin community? If I had to listen to that music, I'd kill myself all the time. Some guy singing about some gal that he lost down in fucking Guatemala. I don't know. Atham, you tell me. I'm real curious. Like with the, I know we'll get back. Don't worry. We're gonna we're gonna link it all back to me driving back, and uh, <clears throat> uh, the good news about Patreon. What the hell are those songs about? I mean, is it just some guy who lost a girl and that's it? Because they they're horrible. They're absolutely not that the uh, American or <clears throat> European versions are that much better. I'm just wondering, do they have the same? Let's okay. 
You got the sad, sappy... I'll die for you. You know, it's true. Everything I do, the shit smells like poop. That kind of music. All right, so we, we all agree. Sappy love songs suck, both in the Latin community and the uh, European community or American uh, white community. Do the Asians got anything like that? I don't know. We got Ahmed. Ahmed's from Asia or of Asian descent. Uh, we got... Rajan, he's of East Indian descent. Uh, I'm, I'm t- so certain you guys could talk about Central Asia. I'm kind of curious, like anyone from Japan. Uh, who else do we got? We got to have some people from China and, and Vietnam. You guys chime in. I'm kind of curious. Do you have this sad, sappy shit? Because if, if you don't, I'm moving there immediately. I'm moving there immediately. Anyway, let me see if I can walk this back. So a third of the channels... Or all Latin. And for which the sole reason I don't speak Spanish, I'm not going to listen. Like, there could be a really good talk show going on in Spanish, but I don't speak Spanish. I can't listen to that. Reggaeton, oh my God. Hey, look what the Americans are doing. Let's do that shitty-ass rap music, but in Spanish. Wow, that was a great improvement. Uh, and then your your regular cultural... That don't change. 12 hours. How do you listen to that? How? Oh. And then. Whatever. <clears throat> and then. The, and so that's a third. Can't listen to that. Then you have the American versions of that. Bitch with the fuck in the hole and shit and the crack and clit and yeah, shake my ass, shake my ass. Can't do that. NPR. And welcome to NPR. Today, why white people suck and we should have more of their money. Sociology professor, because he's a professor, has a PhD, means he knows more than you, and his, his opinions are not opinions, his word is final. Dr. Phillips Johnson, could you please tell us why we should have all the white people's money? Well, yes, uh, Steve, it's very simple. White people are evil, according to my studies. We should take all their money. Thank you very much. Sponsored by Target. Uh, you got country. Get around, get... Oh, wow. I thought, like in country, like the old Johnny Cash days. The old country was good. Now... I'm not, I'm not kidding. There was like, get in my car. Let's go for a ride. Go home and sit outside. I mean, the most painfully dumb lyrics. So you can't listen to that. There's, they're really, I mean, and then classical music, which all sounds the same. <clears throat> all these 110 IQ frauds acting like they're intellectuals. Oh, yes, I prefer Mozart over. <sighs> Uh, uh, who else? Tchaikovsky any day. I uh, yes, yes. I see I I believe it. Oh, shut up, it all sounds the same. I can pick out the war of eighteen twelve. That's it. That's all I can pick up. And then what and then there's the top pop one hundred, which doesn't hasn't changed since the nineties. 
I can't listen to that, so I couldn't listen. So then I started just, you know what, I'm, I was, what was, oh, <clears throat> so I listened to podcasts, and even podcasts kind of get boring because I go through them at such a voracious amount, because most of the time I'm by myself, most of the time, so I will go through it, I'd say 12 hours of podcasts a day. How do you do that, Aaron? I, yeah, yeah, but then you go to sleep, and I listen to podcasts before I go to sleep. So I was listening to the Dick Masterson show, the Dick show. Guy's got $21,000 a month of Patreon donations. $21,000 a month. And a guy ain't even a hot chick with tits. And the reason a lot of that came up out is because he had a lawsuit, uh, which ended up helping him out in the long run, where um, so he was getting sued frivolously by uh, a guy called Maddox, of which I'm still too unsure about his origins. And... Um, it was such a bogus lawsuit that people just started throwing the money through his Patreon, and now people stuck with it. I'm like, damn, 21000 a month. But to be honest, <clears throat> he had a reason. And then he also throws in the occasional bonus episode, because I really do like the dick show. And, but the bonus episode is behind the Patreon wall. I'm like, eh, you know what? If you guys are going to donate, I really ought to throw you something uh, more than just the occasional Mary Jo pick. So I decided that when I have the time, uh, which I did while driving out to the Mount Charleston area. Atham looked that up. I, uh, I would record a little something and throw it behind the paywall. And it actually works. Unlike YouTube, it's pretty fucking simple. Patreon, ha- imagine this. Patreon has a good user interface. It's very user-friendly. We'll explain what that is to you people over at Google and YouTube later. But it, it was uh, real slick. Like, yeah, you want to make a post? Yeah. Okay, what do you want to make? An image, a video, a, a script? I'm like, I'll click on the image. Okay, select your image. Oh, okay, there's my image of Mary Jo with great cans, by the way. You won't see them unless you become a Patreon member. All right, cool. You want to give it a title? Yeah, I want to give it a title. Mary Jo's Tits. All right, and uh, uh, do you want this to be public or put it behind the paywall? Behind the paywall. Okay, hit publish. Wow! Wow! In like 30 seconds, I was able to upload media and create content. But with YouTube, I guess it's going to be a half an hour fucking process, even if you know what you're doing. So that's the good. So there's, I am don't even know what to call it really, but I guess we're going to call it the road, road, what are we going to call it? The road trip podcast. Because it'll be a good chance I'm going to do these while on the road, which means it's going to be shitty audio, but it's better than nothing. And heck, I, I didn't even hear boo from anybody when I posted. I posted the, the podcast first. Then I uploaded Mary Jo's pics. Guess, guess what I heard most about on social media? Oh, yeah, Mary Jo. Oh, my God, look at that. Oh. <laughs> I made you some steak. I made you some chicken. I made you some great broccoli. I made you, I made you some potatoes. I, made, I even made you a, a little bit of uh, <clears throat> some pasta over here. And, and then there's like this ice cream. Everyone's eating the ice cream. No one even knows about all the other stuff. Everybody just wants the sugar. That's all you want is the sugar. Uh, let's do the po- uh, sponsors here real quick. And then I'm going to go into one article and then I got to get going. Um, it's a busy day in the neighborhood. La Medicion de Intelligence. I've converted the Curse of the High IQ into French. So if you have any French listeners or people living in French-speaking countries, uh, take a look at that um, or recommend it to your French-speaking friends. La Maldiction de l'Intelligence. And I've even been told I'm pronouncing it wrong, so I don't know how to pronounce it. We have the School of Errors written by our good friend, Dr. David Perodin. 
Um, that book is out. So if you want to learn about protecting your kids from attacks uh, on people in general, it's not just about uh, ch- school safety, but it <clears throat> that's the focus of the book. Check out The School of Errors, available in paperback and Kindle. Not audio yet. I actually had to read the book. MasculineDevelopment.com. Go to MasculineDevelopment.com. Where Anthony has a bunch of books. Let's go to MasculineDevelopment.com. He's got some uh, e-books. He wanted me to consult him on how to get more traffic to his site. And I'm like, sure, go to assholeconsulting.com and pay me. Oh. <laughs> I love it when friends are like, hey, what do you think about it? And I've learned, especially with my friends. Hey, what do you think about that? I'm like, uh, well, pay me. Oh, come on, man. I'm sorry. And then they're, they're, they're flummoxed. They're like, oh, I thought we were friends. <clears throat> and we are. But they also know that people aren't going to listen to me. And I don't give out my, my, my value for free. You know, I'd be like a girl, like, you know, hey, give me a blowjob. And I'm like, oh, well, that's going to cost you. Oh, wait, yeah, I, I thought you were just going to do me. I'm like, no, 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 you're going to pay. You're going to pay. Um, Where's his books? Uh, masculine Development Shop. Dating Secrets? No. Where's the ones? Okay, Seven Strategies to Develop Your Masculinity. And the other one. Oh, Body of an Alpha. There you go, Body of an Alpha. Those are available uh, from his site, masculinedevelopment.com slash products. And then you go to his main site. It's just, you know, how to pick up girls and look at this body. Dude, when's the last time you wrote something? Four weeks ago, huh? A couple weeks ago. All right, all right. Got that there. Uh, alaskachaga.us, go to alaskachaga.us and get yourself some Alaska Chaga tea. Aaron, what is Alaska Chaga? Well, Chaga is a type of mushroom and it's from Alaska. And, uh, he lives up in Alaska and he collects the mushrooms, family farm, and they ship it out to you either in full mushroom form, grounded up or a fine powder, depending on whether you want it to seep, you want to brew, you want it to steep or whatever. And if you want to get, Aaron, how do I get the discounts? How do I get the discounts? You put Clarion for a 10% discount when you shop at alaskachaga.us. Praxi, get the Praxi app if you want to contact the captain directly for emergency asshole consulting. It goes on your phone. <clears throat> Basically turns my phone into a 1-900 number. Except we don't talk about sex. We talk about your problems, which might be sex. And you pay $3 a minute because I am not fucking around. I'm not fucking around. It's a $25 minimum. Jeez, that's pretty steep. Yes, it is, but my time is also very precious and short, especially now. I have not been able to get to any kind of writing I would like to do, all because of this shit. I like to tell you guys, but there's two. There's like four major problems that would take way too long to delve into them. Don't worry, the captain's not dying. Nothing's wrong. It's just I got major projects and other people are gumming up the fucking works. Uh, asshole consulting, if you need help, and you do, oh yes, everybody does, you know why, because everyone's been lied to, and I wish I was being, you know, uh, half faking, you know, like kind of advertising, oh my god, you know, there's this emergency, no, there is an emergency crisis across the world, it's called shitty parents, governments, and, and, and shitty governments, and parents, and governments, and teachers lying to you, the most misinformed generation ever. And so you need to be, you know, basically deprogrammed 
and then you need to be reprogrammed in how the real world works. And that jump, that journey from going brainwashed to unbrainwashed takes a lot of guidance. So if you need a little bit of help in pretty much everything, because they've lied to you about everything, I still, um, so I, I flew on Delta, ironically not Spirit this one time. And um, Delta, which is a much nicer airline, you get a free movie, like you could just watch a movie, they got screen in front of you. And I plugged in my headphones and I watched uh, Avengers Endgame. And that's, it was a very good movie, but it's not my favorite movie of the year. My favorite movie of the year is watching the women's chase their career and education at the expense of love. That is my favorite movie of all time. And it's still going on. I know the Avengers movie has been like 20 years in the making, starting with Iron Man in what, 2001? And now, um, you know, it's finally concluded, so we've watched that whole saga. Outstanding series of movies. Outstanding. But I still think my all-time favorite movie is uh, Western women sacrificing love and family for career and education. That is my favorite all-time. And it keeps going on. It only gets better and better. Like, you wonder, are they ever going to wake up? I think are they going to realize they're going to die? <clears throat> oh, here comes the wall. Like I'm waiting for the wall episode and it's already happening. Like the wall is starting to come in. It's like the Borg, the wall is on the further furthest frontiers of the Federation and they're starting to get reports. And it's kind of like the older Gen X women, it's starting to happen to them. And then they have like these reports of like, well, the Borg the wall Borg took over the baby boomer planets beyond a <clears throat> uh, uh, Federation space. We only got got scant reports. Oh, here comes that wall, just like the boy. I love it. Like Deep Space Nine, the report. Oh, my God. Look at, and then communication is cut. <gasps> what happened out there? What, why are the girls partying? And what happened? <laughs> do you know how much good asshole consulting would do young women if they let? I do. I have actually I have a, a request from a young lady. We do occasionally get some requests from women, and God bless you. Um... And she want to know something about like when the right time to sleep with a guy is, which I can understand. Because despite all the strong, independent woman, fish, bicycle, you know, positive sex feminism, you girls still don't want to give it up. You still don't tell me they'll give it up for the right. Yeah, they'll give it up for like a nine and a ten. I'm aware of that. Yes, <clears throat> they will give it up for the tropic. Uh, no, the thunder from down under. They, they will give it up for a month. Yes, they will. You're right. You are right. They will. But, you know, that's like your top 5% of guys. Well, you're going to make sure you're in the top 5%. I understand. I understand. You're not going not gonna to get an argument for me, but it takes a lot of effort. That's almost a full-time job. Some people got to eat, too, you know? I'm just, uh, just saying. Uh, but anyway, uh, if you're a young man or a woman, or you're an old man or an old woman, you're just a person who has money and you need some kind of expertise or guidance advice in the arts of truth trutherism, Truthinism. Truthinism. That's what we sp I specialize in. Truthinism. At ASOConsulting.com. Uh, the Pence Principle. Uh, this was written by Randall Bentwick. And uh, this is an absolute mandatory read. I strongly recommend that... Um, it's kind of like worthless, although unfortunately I don't make no money. Well, I do because Randy uh, advertises with me. <clears throat> um, it's kind of like worthless in that it's a a vaccination and its inoculation against the disease. Like worthless, a worthless degree can ruin your life. Okay, so could a false rape accusation. 
So can uh, being dragged into HR because you asked Tina out on a date at work, right? And then you're going to have to pack your bags. Or you were just at the wrong party and you weren't filming uh, your interactions with uh, Tina, who 36 years later when you ran for uh, uh, chief justice, not chief justice, one of the Supreme Court justice positions, well, you don't run, you get nominated. Oh, my God. He kind of hugged me and held me down. I don't really remember. You want you want to prevent that shit from happening? Hey, a great point because I read through it because I was really well. I listened through it because I don't like to read. A great point he made was um, you may not like the idea of having to digitally record everything, but you have that option now. Like <clears throat> for a cheap you. Kavanaugh didn't have that choice. He did not have the technology to record every interaction he had with a woman. So now it's hearsay. It's he says, she says. And depending on the political mood of the country, which apparently was, you know, people say, oh, it's not that bad. You should get to know the other side. It's not that bad. You know, all you hear is the extremes on the Internet. And then all of a sudden you see like, no, uh, the women and the left are really this crazy to believe a, a bitter, washed-up, ugly spinster. And yes, her physical beauty does play a part in my judgment. Uh, accusing some guy, what was it? Was it 36 years old or 26 years ago? <clears throat> uh, he, didn't, he didn't have the technology. Now you do. I don't know if I ever had to go back to being single today. Well, one... A la several of my friends, uh, Adam Piggott being one of them. But I know guys, guys of a certain age, our age, I don't know one guy that either is single or if they were to become single would ever go back to dating. In a tragic, ironic sense for you ladies, because all these guys make good money and are good men. Um, but I, I don't... Because of this exact pre precise bullshit where it's like, oh, I guess I do have to record every conversation, don't I? I guess I do got to get a body cam. I, I guess I do need consent forms. <laughs> or, I just, or you just never run for, for a Supreme Court. You just never try and become like a senator or nothing. You just say, ah, no, I'll just, I'll just be the world's only professional asshole. That way, if I ever get accused of anything, I'd be like, duh. I'm an asshole. Then you then you live it up. Then you use that for marketing. <clears throat> yeah. Yes, I did grab her boobies. Yes, sir, I was drunk. No, I didn't apologize because I couldn't remember. But now this is vaguely coming back. Yes. So, so be saying in 1993 when I grabbed that girl's boobies at the party, uh, that sexual assault. Okay. All right. What? Uh, how many millions do I owe her? Oh, that's that's fun. Okay. Well, there's going to be a lot more lawsuits, and the economy's going to come crashing down if we're going to, you know, we're going to nail every guy. No, if, that, if that's it, sir, nope, that's fine, Your Honor. Nope, let's do it. What's my jail time? What's my prison sentence? 30 days in All right, there we go. Um, anyway, read that book so you're not standing there running for Senate, and then Tina, the sociology doctorate, comes out. And says, in 1995, Herman tried to kiss me at a party. Parents. Pence principle. 
paperback, Kindle, and audiobook. <clears throat> the Four Pillars of the Neo-Renaissance Man. Um, that is available on paperback, Kindle, I think, audio. And it is a book that I need to read uh, about basically being a, a real man in today's world where it's very difficult to be a real man when society wants you to be anything but. Going Home to Cherry Valley, that's by M.L. Lewis. Man who leaves his wife to return home in Cherry Valley, and then she comes chasing after him again. So a little bit of Harlequin romance novel there. Cafe Richese, it's Cafe Richese, but I like calling it Cafe Richese. Spelled Cafe Rich S-A-E-S-S-E. That's where the captain gets his, uh, his coffee. And uh, they're all good except for the city one. Don't get the city one. The city one is not good. The city one tastes like cardboard. Don't get the city one. RDK legal. Go there before you get divorced, which means if you're going to, he, he's special. His name is Russell. RDK legal. Russell DK legal. And he specializes in divorce. Now, the time to talk to Russell is before you get divorced, <clears throat> which means you should talk to him before you get married, which means you should talk to him before you get engaged. So contact Russell at RDK Legal. He is licensed to work in Florida and Illinois. And, and have a chat with him. You know, kind of like asshole consulting, it's worth a couple hundred bucks to maybe assess where you are and what your degree is and what, what your life is like and this, this decision and that decision. Russell, it's the same thing. I really like this girl. I have found a girl. I have found a girl. And I am in love, love, marriage. I want to marry her. Well, maybe you should talk to Russell first. And we're not going to say you can't marry her, but maybe you put your assets in a trust. Maybe you do some things beforehand that ensure that if and when she divorces you, a lot of people are laughing at the if, then, then you have your money. Then you got the monies. Where do I get the monies? You know what's great is no one has asked me that question now. <laughs> no one has asked me that question, so someone went on tirade against it. And one guy dared to ask me, what kind of business should I start? And I, and I charged him, I quoted him, $100. And then, uh, and then he went away. Then he went away. I didn't hear from him. I was kind of hoping he paid because then what I was going to do is the same thing with the how do I get the girls is I would um, write a legitimate article on Captain Capitalism at blogspot.com, <clears throat> which I haven't been writing legitimate articles for quite some time. So bullshit. Uh, and then anytime everyone, anyone ever asked me, I just charge them 50 bucks to read that article. That's that's what I would do. But no one's no one's now I'm kinda of wishing someone would ask me how do I get the girls? What kind of business should I start? Remember long ago speaking of, you know, what kind of business should I start? I worked at a really shitty bank and I won't mention where. And this idiot I mean, never discount what you can read off of a person's face. People say, you can't judge a book by its cover. The bullshit you can, especially humans. And she was fat, and she was from the sticks, and she was a moron, and she was like 50. And she was going to stop, she was going to purchase a, uh, a party supply store and run it. And I, I didn't have to do any credit analysis. I didn't have to like pull her credit report 
or look at her resume, see if she had any accounting experience or managerial retail experience. I didn't have to. I just had to look at her disheveled appearance and her face. Like this deer wide open, somebody got the idea. So probably some slick oil salesman who couldn't make a go at this this party supply store uh, got whispered in her ear that he would sell to her for a good price and that she could take over the business. Because I know that if I had a highly profitable business, I would want to sell it. And she got it under her bonnet that she was going to run this party store. <clears throat> and I just looked at her, I'm like, you are not... You're not even capable of supporting yourself. And I can't remember the details, but sure enough, I looked at the finances of the of the store. It wasn't making money. I looked at the status of the inventory. It was questionable if it had any value. Uh, I looked at her. I'm sure it was a credit score under 500, probably a bankruptcy, a divorce. Of course, of course they can always manage to spit out kids. They can't manage a, a, a supply store but they can always manage to fuck and breed, can't they? They really can do that, can't they? And uh, she was all pissed off about my report. And then I think I think the bankers even went with me on this one. I think even they realized we would never get our money back with this with this idiot. And no fault of her own. It wasn't like she was lazy. She just was too stupid. Just too stupid. You could see it in her eyes. Oh, I got to get going. God damn it. I'm going to have to do one of these days. The GF is gone this weekend. Maybe I'll just stay up and do a all-nighter pull. Give it the old college try. What is that? Get drunk on beer and eat pizza till 4 a.m.? Yes. Yes. That. Although I never, I won't lie to you. I, <laughs> funny story. I never ordered a pizza in college. Couldn't afford it. People, they find that so, you never ordered a pizza? I'm like, no. What? It's like $12 for fuck's sake. You never had a beer and pizza? No, beer was not. Oh, I've made up for it in in, in future time. Sex, beer, pizza, dining. None of it. Partying, I had, I mean, yeah, I had a piece of pizza, but I never ordered a pizza. I think I went to McDonald's three times. Um, I had a ton of dates, though. I don't know. That was towards my senior semester. <clears throat> had a lot of free time. So there I did rather well. But yeah, for the, the remainder of, no, there was no fun. No fun. No food. No fun. No food. No fucking. I was like, Jesus. But then... It's like you come out of it, you're like ready to, like you're looking up, you got the greatest ship in the world, you just built it, like hit it, bam! Hyperspace, hit it, Phew. Then the good times rolled. And then everybody, oh, gee! Why we can't go out like you to gee, man? What is that? Why are you living in a basement? Oh, God, this place sucks. Wait for it, wait for it, hit it, Chewie. Where'd they go? 15 years later. Oh, man. Oh, it was great. I'm really good to see you succeed. Remember how you were suffering. It's like, don't you see how the suffering led to the success? Did, did you not make the connection while you were blowing, you know, $10 a shot on high-end booze? When you couldn't afford it when it was borrowed money? All right, enough of that. Um, 
Academic Composition, go to academiccomposition.com. If you want Alex and his crack team of writing staff to write your papers for you, that's coming up soon. We're going to start college here in September, a month from now. So uh, why don't you get familiar with academiccomposition.com? Also, if you're looking for a job, Alex is always hiring. He hires writers and marketers, and the jobs are not fun. Do not think the jobs are fun. If I'm, I'm also thinking about charging extra money for people who keep looking for the magical job that is fun. I'm just that happy with my job. That's what we're going to talk about here with the millennials. <laughs> if you'd like to advertise on the show you may, it's $100 a month. <clears throat> Gets you advertisements on the podcast, on my blog, and a copy of the Horror 4. We have my books, Reconnaissance Man. That's for all of you who I recommend you read before you graduate from college. At least graduate from college. I would recommend you read it before you graduate from high school. I'll be able to do you the most good, but eh. The Black Man's Guide Out of Poverty. I wrote the book because I'm racist and I hate black men. Which is, I love pulling that book out. Anytime these assholes, the rare instance I get into a debate and it has anything to do with race. I'm like, well, I'm good. I got my ace in the hole. <laughs> just, just wait to send you the link. <laughs> I can't help it. You're racist. I'm like, Hit it, Chewy. I'm like, uh, did you write a book to help out uh, minorities? Oh, you didn't? We'll have a cup. Oh, shut the fuck up, sweetheart. <clears throat> my flagship product, Bachelor Pad Economics. Get that book, Bachelor Pad Economics. Available paperback, Kindle, and audiobook. That is the number one book that will help you. Please get it. And please read it. And please do what's inside the book. Worthless. That's a book that will also help you as well. Um, you could skip the chapter on education if you read Worthless and Bachelor Pad Economics. Uh, the Young Person's Indispensable Guide to Choosing the Right Major. Worthless. That is a great book to get some kid who's going off to college as his or her freshman year and think they're going to change the world or save lives or change lives or make a difference or whatever the fuck lazy people tell themselves they're going to do to avoid math. Enjoy the decline. That's the book on accepting and living with the death of the United States. It really should have been maybe accepting living with the death of Western civilization because it does apply to other countries as well. So if you're in any European country that isn't Poland or Hungary or Russia, I'd recommend you get that book. <laughs> Curse of the High IQ, that's for all of you guys listening there because you's all intelligence. And uh, and that's, look, guys, just trust you me. If you haven't read these books that I'm recommending, please go get them and read them. Not only because it enriches me and then I could pay off uh, my, my new house because it's going to have a residual balance when it's built. Uh, but it's also going to help you tremendously. Um, and then uh, Poor Rich's Retirement, that's another book everybody should read. I know most of you are not preparing for retirement because you're too young, which is the exact precise point in time you should be preparing for retirement. <clears throat> Boys and girls, please go get that. It's an audio book for your convenience. More importantly, it teaches you how to save money. It gives you the incentive to save money by destroying your, your uh, natural desire for materialism. It really is more of a book on economics. I'm sorry, philosophy, uh, psychology, psychology. And then review them online if you've already bought them and purchased them and read them and you have no intention on buying any more. Uh, we got my best of books. 
the best of Captain Capitalism Top Shelf and Captain Capitalism Reserved. And then Love Letters to the Left. Go get those books. And then we have our uh, good friends, uh, other books, Run Guts, Pull Cones, Pushing Rubber Downhill. Those are two books by Adam Piggott. You can go to his website by the same name, PushingRubberDownhill.com, where he has a podcast. He has a uh, blog, and you can purchase his books there. Absolutely mandatory read, Pushing Rubber Downhill. And I'll get to the rest of that later. Let's, from Bloomberg, millennials are already itching to switch careers. But you knew everything. You're the smartest generation ever. How could you? So you're admitting you're wrong? That's not possible. It's not possible. With many young professionals looking for a change, learning how to pivot is more important than ever by Dr. Elizabeth G. Dunn. What's her deal? Yeah, we'll just read through it. Rebecca Rebecca Fraser Thill. See, got to get the hyphenated names. It's so predictable, utterly predictable. Was an instructor at Bates College for about a decade when she started noticing that only a few years after graduation, many of her favorite students were already in the midst of a full-bore career crisis because your career is supposed to be entertaining and rewarding and intellectually stimulating, right? It's not to make money. And you can already predict what the article is going to be about. Now that the millennials are starting to, eh, not quite yet bump up against 40, but you're solidly in your 30s, the older ones anyway, you're starting to realize all this hokum and smoke and dirt that was blowing up your dirt chute. You're starting to finally realize that, hey, my career, my choices suck, and this is unfair. I'm going to, and you're going to go back. You're going to go back and try again, huh? Because the ass-kicking... The other complete failure of your career and your happiness, that, that's not proof enough that you didn't do it right the first time or that maybe you should rethink things or that the grass is not greener on the other side. Nope, you guys are going to go back and you're going to try another career. You, you fools. You utter fools. I could see a little bit for men where your career defines you a little bit, but even... The not-so-wisest of men inevitably realize it's just a job. It's just a fucking job. You are transacting bits of your finite life for money in exchange that you might go live life. And none of you millennial fucktards understand that you work to live, not live to work. But since you are so easily programmable, I've never seen such a a perfectly programmable group of of sheep in my life where you think your career... I was even having a conversation with a friend of mine about a relative of his where, well, he's just not not liking the work. They're not using his skills. So this guy keeps looking for jobs, keeps looking for jobs. Oh, by the way, three kids dependent upon... This guy and his wife. <clears throat> and he keeps looking, he keeps looking, keep on swimming, keep on swimming, keep on swimming. I love to swim. He keeps on looking. And I'm like, does he know that he has huge responsibilities with three kids? And that it's fuck what he wants, make the goddamn money, and bring it home. I'm not saying you gotta tolerate an abusive boss. But this this idea that I have these skills, fuck it. 
Let me explain to you once again on the atomic and granular and cellular level what work is. You are going to die. You have a finite amount of hours in your life. You exchange these finite amount of hours of your time in your life for money. And the most efficient, the best job is the one that pays the most that isn't absolutely abusive. And once you let go of this shit, and I was there too, like, they're not using my skills. Of course, my skills would have prevented any bank that listened to me from financial collapse, but um, we're not here to talk about whose skills have more value than others. Just saying. It doesn't, doesn't matter if they use you. Most banks didn't use my skills. Did I get money for the time I lost sitting in front of a goddamn screen? Did I get money in exchange for me not doing what I wanted to do? They're going to vacuum out there. That's great. They're going to vacuum out there. Because now, now, unless I'm getting paid, they're going to vacuum right out in front of my fucking thing. Unless I'm getting paid, I'm doing what I want. Fuck you. Pay me. That's all that matters. What I would often hear is, I'm working on something I stumbled into. I'm miserable, and I have no idea what to do next, she said. To Fraser Phil, who teaches developmental psychology, because of course she does, it made sense. In early childhood, we tend to gravitate towards careers modeled on people who closest to the people closest to us, what adult family members do for a living, what our friends plan to do. I wish that was the case. Unless uh, Dr. Fraser Hill uh, can come up with some research proving me wrong, most people major in lazy-ass shit that they think is going to be fun. That's that's pretty unless okay I can see you came from an Asian family all right like you will major in this because your father may oh, yes sir <sighs> our twenties take us through a process of individuation where we gain a better sense of our own values and talents that's impossible because the millennials knew everything at the age of seventeen that's when the itch sets in. Much of the guidance out there on career switching is geared towards midlife transitions, professionals in their 40s or 50s in search of a second act. But today, the most common time to change careers is much younger. Well, I'll, I'll agree with that. <clears throat> the um, ha- Had I known back then what I would know now, I would have changed careers immediately. Immediately. The sooner you change, the better. I foolishly assumed that a degree in finance would... Which it didn't. It didn't. But I stuck with it. You see, I thought, oh, no, this is just bad luck, bad luck. But no, it, it, it is true. You should change. I'll, I'll grant the millennials this one. It's just the, boy, you guys came in all talking big game and puff chests out. In a survey of job seekers age 34 and under conducted by Zip Recruiter, fewer than half the respondents said they expected to stay in the same industry long term. Then why are we, why did you piss away so much money on your degree? Why? Among 25 to 34-year-old workers contacted by the job site Monster.com, 26% saw themselves moving into a new career path within the next five years. Seven years ago, Fraser Thill became a sideline, began a sideline as a career coach, because of course she did. <laughs> okay, look. Influencer, life coach, storyteller, Career coach, these are jobs of people who don't have jobs, okay? 
And unless you become like a Tony Robbins, where you act, you know, even criticize him as you may, Ty Lopez, unless you actually had a job before that or career before or concurrent with it, you can't you can't take advice from people who didn't succeed before went down the path. If their success is, hey, take my options trading class. Well, why don't you go trade options? That certainly must be more profitable. I'm a career coach. I know everything about career. Well, why don't you go get a career then? What do you what do you what are you doing? Uh, what was your career? Oh, a hyphenated name, Quanta, who had all the world handing her with a, a legs up and affirmative action money and scholarships, so you could park your ass over in academia and achieve nothing, and you still couldn't pull it off. You still couldn't make a make a go at that. Now you got to be a sideline as a career coach. Have you ever worked in the private sector? Have you ever had it? Have you ever left? school. You went in at five, you stayed until you're 25, and then you teach. Have you ever left school? But you're, you're going to give us career advice, huh, lady? Focusing on helping young professionals transition into more fulfilling work. The single best bit of career advice, and this is the best, this is going to be, the, what I'm about to say is going to be more valuable <clears throat> than anything added up over the totality of Miss Fraser Thill's coaching career. Uh, this is going to be more valuable than that. It doesn't matter how, there's no such thing as fulfilling work. There's how much you are paid, Period. It can be more enjoyable work. It can be less stressful, less painful work. But there is no such thing as fulfilling work. Okay, that I, If you want fulfilling work, raise a family. That's fulfilling. Okay? But this constant pursuit, this constant trace, chasing the white dragon, you guys will ruin your life trying to find some kind of job that gives you meaning and value and purpose in life. And when you, until you stop focusing on your fucking careers and your fucking education and instead focus on the people around you and the joy they bring to your life. I can't believe I'm fucking saying this. I'm fucking asshole consulting. Until you focus on the people in your lives, namely your family, but it can be other loved ones, you are going to piss away every second of your life trying to constantly job hop and look for a new career, look for something that's rewarding, look for something that's fulfilling. Because, gee, I wonder if your next career is going to be unfulfilling. I, I wonder if you're not going to be challenged to your full potential. I wonder if that's going to happen. The key phrase I see all the time on intake forms is, I feel stuck, she said. Her method deployment by Jake Jenny Blake, a former career development program manager at Google and author of the best-selling 2016 Is it best-selling? Really? Let me take a look. <clears throat> the the best-selling 2016 book, Pivot, The Only Move That Matters Is Your Next One. Oh, I got to... I want to see. Is this best-selling? I've seen a lot of best-selling authors who sell a lot less books than I do, and I've never dared call myself a best. Don't you have to be on the New York Times bestseller list? Pivot. <laughs> I guess I'm a best-selling author too, Jenny Blake. 148 customer reviews, which is pretty good for self-published. Although, heaven forbid if she actually was published-published. Was she actually published-published? What's the details on this? 
I think it was. Yeah, it looks like it was self published. That that's good. I can't. I can't. I can't uh, criticize it. This is a. This is a good. These are good numbers for self published. But you, young lady, or maybe you're an old lady. How old are you? No, you're older than me. Okay, you old lady, you are not a bestseller. Okay, that's like award winning, right? That that means that's like racism and sexism. It means nothing now. <clears throat> involves nudging your clients away from daydreaming and towards concrete action. The process begins with defining what great looks like. Which parts of your current role are you working for you? What matters to you? What are you really good at? How, wait, what? How about how much does it fucking pay and can I work from home? And fuck you, no, I'm not going into diversity training. How about that? And then starting an aggressive information gathering campaign for jobs that match up. If you think public relations fits you well, find a publicist and have a conversation about what that actually involves. Well, you would think you'd do that beforehand. Fraser Thill advises. Very often, she said, our initial instinct about the next move is proven wrong. Uh, take Nicole Tawi, who started out in marketing at a biotech company. At 25, she was already feeling burned out. How... How are you burned out at 25? How? You should have all the energy in the world. Even in the worst parts of that, I, I never, I was never like tired. Oh, I'm burnt out. I was pissed off. I was sick of it. it wasn't like, oh, I'm just going to, I'm going to go sit here and fish. The corporate culture wasn't a good fit and the work wasn't creative enough, she said. How about you just do your fucking job and hear some dough, huh? Tony thought she might be happier in a role in an advertising agency. Uh, then I talked to people at the big agencies. It became clear to me that what I was looking for just was, wasn't just more creative work, but work I felt more personally connected to. Oh, you spoiled little entire, entitled millennial kumwantahahas. How, how finicky are you about your goddamn work? It's not just creative work, but I need work that I'm more... Personally connected to. Bitch, how much you pay me an hour? 75? Not enough. 100? Okay, now, now, now we're in the ballpark of Cleary. 125? Yeah, now you'll make me give up some other work. Yeah, keep talking. Keep talking. 150? I'll sell for 150. What do you want me? I don't care. What do you want me to do? Clean toilets? Fine. See, I'm just not personally connected to cleaning the toilets. After months of research and informational interviews, Toei ended up enrolling in culinary school. <laughs> oh, Jesus. That woman is going to have inordinate amounts of debt. She will... Let's just admit it's all work of one. She might be creative, marketing, creative. I'm just kind of a creative, free spirit type. I like, I like to travel. You know, marketing, it wasn't creative enough for me. So now I'm going to go and become a chef. I used to teach at the Le Cordon Bleu of, of, of school management. Le Cordon Bleu of culinary arts or something. Ran through Brown College. It was this uh, for-profit uh, scam school um, where they took dumb people's kids, uh, dumb kids' money. And, oh, yeah, you're going to become a chef for 37000 a year. And all these kids ended up doing is going working at, like, Applebee's if they graduated. Culinary school is the last refuge for high school dropouts. That's uh, that's uh, that's culinary school. If you're going to culinary school, it's over. Uh, so the guy that she, she, inevitably she's going to want to get married and have kids. 
So Miss Tui here is going to have Lord knows how much debt from her marketing degree. She has no money saved up because she had to work in New York. Now she's going to culinary. This gal's going to be, we're going to see an article about her five years from now about what a victim she was, and she has $250,000 of student loans, and she didn't know that it was going to cost this, man. I would just want to be connected to my personal work. When all it was is she didn't want to fucking work. You fell for the lie. You fell for the propaganda. All you wanted was to actually believe that you're going to catch this white dragon on your pursuit of the dream job, and you get paid six figs to just sit there and be creative and have espressos and mochas, and I'm going to cook a big cookie. Do you know how hard it is to be an actual chef? Do you know how hard it is? That is hard shit. And, oh, here's the other thing. You have to be skilled at it. So she'll graduate. She'll start applying. She'll think she's going to work for, like, the five-star Michelin restaurants. And then she'll get a job as a short order cook over at Applebee's. <laughs> she began teaching cooking classes and st- she began teaching. Wait, it says she ended up enrolling in culinary school. She began, it says teaching cooking classes. Don't you mean taking cooking classes? And styling food for photo shoots. Oh, that'll cure cancer. Today, she runs a successful business as a freelance food stylist. No, she does not. No, she does not. Let's look her up. I guarantee you, if we look at her 1099 forms or whatever, her, her Schedule C, she does not ha- there's not a positive number at the bottom. Big Leo Productions. Okay, Instagram. How many Instagram followers does she have? 1,350 followers. 1,550. No. No, you, no, no, no. You don't. I have more than that on my Instagram, and I'm, I just post pictures of me golfing, giving people the finger, and motorcycle riding. She styles food. Oh, my goodness. Client. Well, she's got some serious clients. I still want to see a Schedule C. Big Leo Productions. Drinks. Okay, okay. I don't. <laughs> you didn't have to go to culinary school to do that. Um, most of the time, a pivot doesn't need to be radical to be transformative. One particularly effective way to be happier in your career is through job crafting, which means finding ways to change your kernel to make better use of your skills and interests. Jack, a 31-year-old client, 31 year old client of Fraser Thills who requested anonymity to avoid alerting his employer, was in his late 20s and working as a project manager in the financial services industry when he realized he'd rather spend his time in data science. All right, here's, here's a logical jump. I would have loved to jump ship and start fresh, but I didn't have enough skills to go do that. Yeah, because the pro- let me guess, you were the finance major who let the financial calculator do the work for you and didn't fundamentally understand the underlying math and what it was telling you. So now you have no math or STEM skills, but you're going to go get some, I hope, at the end of this story. Uh, Jack began learning about the burgeoning career path in his free time, first through free online resources, then evening classes. With the year of skills building under his belt, he volunteered for data science-related projects at his company. When I got my feet moving in the right direction, the whole dynamic changed, he said. I stopped feeling trapped. Fraser Thill favors Jack's strategy. It's a good idea to hang on to your current job while you build a runaway for an eventual transition. Hey, guys! 
guys, did you know? Now, don't listen to me. We have a doctorate who told you this. You should hold on to your current job. Did you know that? Because I didn't know that. I mean, no one could figure that out because money just shits itself from the sky. Maybe it does for the millennial world. I don't know. But thank God we have Dr. Fraser Thill to tell us that. Paul Daniels went in his early 30s when he began to realize that his job as a commodities trader wasn't going to be the right fit. Daniels said he wanted to do something related to cycling, his lifelong passion. There's the word passion. <clears throat> oh, you guys are so fucking scripted. Oh, you're so predictable. I'd rather look at a sheet of paper because at least you can make some origami out of it. Millennials, no, your die has been cast. Your die has been cast. But rather than make a sudden leap, he took a much more cautious approach. He spent five years building a network within the cycling world, testing out ideas and squirreling away enough money to give himself a financial cushion. Probably wrote a dozen business plans, Daniels, now 38, recalled before landing the founding landing on the founding team of Princeton Carbon Works, a maker of high-end carbon, carbon fiber bicycle wheels. The new role allows him to marry research skills he developed as a trader with people more oriented role as the face of the brand. Why can't you just tell me what he? Are you an engineer? Do you what? What are you, are you in marketing? All this flowery pablum and Orwellian speak. Well, he he he's aligning his orientation with the marrying of the research skills and developing as a trader for the brand. What the fuck do you do? Uh, Daniel's shift is exactly what most of us envision when we think of career pivots, trading a straight-laced corporate gig for something flashier and fun. No, no, no. You guys chased after what you thought was flashy and fun, and now you're in this shitty situation and realizing that every job sucks. And now you think you're going to, hey, I'm going to parlay this and leverage it so that I can become an advisor and counselor on the internet with 1,500 Instagram followers, even though my fucking business is taking pictures. How many Instagram followers do I have? I'm wondering, do I have more? Oh, I searched Bing. <clears throat> you guys can follow me on Instagram and uh, what's it called? Instagram and uh, what's the other one? Twitter. <laughs> right off the bat, there's me giving the finger. <laughs> Wait, I got 913. All right. I'm just 600 shy of uh, of cuddly welcomes there. Uh, but Jay Liddell, co-founder of Bleaker, which provides career guidance to high-performing... See, you failed in your career, but now you're going to provide career guidance to high-performing professionals? Said he spends a lot of his time encouraging clients to look past their passions and skills and to think in terms of what he... Oh, he's, he's, a, he's advising these young people. I'm sorry. I thought this was a guy that pivoted and what he calls their essential human capabilities. He cites key questions young professionals should be asking themselves. How analytical am I? How well do I collaborate? How do I approach... Oh, Jesus. How about this? Can I code? That's the kind of thinking that guided Shakira Smiley from a career in food to local politics. Oh, that's going to work great. Let me guess, Shakira. You're going to advocate taking more of other people's money to solve problems. Let's look her up. All this is, is a documentary about work avoidance in the millennial generation. 
A name like Shakira Simley. Sorry, Simley. Legislative age, San Francisco, District 5. Seasoned community development strategist and director with a keen eye and heart for meaningful social change. Wow, you, you just... You're 32. Similarly, I've done everything from running our own jam company to working in restaurants and speaking at industry conferences. Those are not... That's, that's Working in restaurants is a real job. The rest of that, that is not... But she realized that her common denominator wasn't food so much as social justice. Well, boy, God, somebody go work in that social justice field because it's not flooded with enough people advocating to take other people's money. In my work, I've always been an organizer. Someone who cannot support herself thinks she should lead to be an organizer. Wow, what are the chances? I want to work at intersections. I want to build movements. <laughs> And I realized to do more of that, I need to work in politics. Last year, Simley began working as a legislative aide for the San Francisco Board of Supervisors. Liddell also stressed that, no, no, you, you began parasiting off the San Franciscan taxpayer. But, you know, they like paying extra taxes, so what do we care? Liddell also stressed that younger professionals approaching a career pivot, even a major one, ought to not think of it as a one-time do-over but as part of a new type of professional path in which the only constant will be change. Today's workers are less loyal to individual companies. Average job 10 years is just four years. Four. Four. Liddell said that in the future, the most successful employees move in and out of roles and industries throughout their working lives. Your next job is one stop in a journey that will include many. He said, the era of the lifer is over. We're living in an era of the portfolio builder. Oh, just say we're living in the era of lazy fucks who are going to try to avoid a real hard job at all costs. And when they're 58 years old and have racked up a ton of student loan debt, they're going to go and beg and plead and demand and vote that they confiscate the money from those who did bite the bullet up front, did major in the hard shit, did major in shit and work jobs no one else wanted to do because it was unfair, because they were lied to, because they were misled, because of blah, blah, blah. This is like the, the, uh, the Friends episode, or not the Friends episode, the show Friends. Like they all have amazing jobs <laughs> that allow them to get into shenanigans. Otherwise, the show, I guess, couldn't go. Where's, where's Roz? Yeah, he's working. Where's Willie or whatever the fuck their names were? Where, where's Trisha? Where's uh, Amy? What were they? I know Ross. There was Ross. Chandler. I could picture their faces. But then there was there was dumb guy, Phoebe, and then Courtney Cox and Jennifer Aniston. But what were their names? But the point is, this, albeit that was a Gen X show, they all had unrealistic jobs. You dumbasses, you dumb motherfuckers, actually think this is the real world? You think you can actually have what they had in Friends for a job for a career? You're not fooling me. You're just you're just afraid you don't want to work. Um, <clears throat> we got to roast some podcasters. The uh, I I caught I caught some flack, caught some flack. Well, not flack. I wouldn't even say flack. We're, we we got I listen to podcasts, and so I'm I've decided I'm going to help out some other podcasters by roasting them. Bacon. Okay. I like the goddamn bacon. Uh, you guys should tune in. It's really good. It's kind of rambling. He talks about this and that. And really deep philosophical. I was kind of real impressed with him. 
talking about he had like these two really smart girls and he's telling them they had to read the curse of the high IQ. But then he was, he laid down some serious wisdom and I'm, and it was just on the fly. I'm like, damn bacon. I'm like, I, I thought he was like, a younger guy. And I'm thinking like, is he my age? Cause shit like that just don't come out of a 23 year old. Um, bacon, given the amount of money you donate to me, you can afford a subscription to either SoundCloud or Libsynth. Um, he was complaining, oh, coming up at the end of the hour, I can only record this. Just drop the money so you can have unlimited recording and unlimited uploading. Just save yourself the time. Drop the money on it, okay? It's like $120 a year, all right? And then Piggot, Piggot was giving me guff saying that I let my girlfriend dress me. And I'm, I'm going to, once again, hold my ground because the simple reason, the logic, I'll explain it a little bit more in detail, he's wrong. That's all it is. Look, you can choose hills to die on and fight for, whatever. That's not, I cannot see if you're not looking for other gals. And if you're, now I'll grant them this as well. If I'm not working a real job, you're working for yourself. What the hell? Society doesn't care what you dress like. You don't care what you dress like. The only person that cares what you dress like would be your significant other. And it was great. Yesterday, I had to get new shorts because uh, I tore up my shorts hiking when I was in Vegas this last week. <clears throat> I'm like, oh, I need new hiking shorts. And so we went in. And even I have to remind her. She's like, do you like this color or this color? I'm like, dear. And, and Piggy, he's not, he's not fully thinking that. And, and I'll, facetiousness aside, serious, Piggy, you haven't thought this one through. You get to outsource all that decision-making. You don't have to worry about it. That's one of the main selling points of having your woman pick out your clothes for you. It's like, go, get it, whatever. So I had to get some shorts. Do you like this color or this color? Dear, what color do you like? Not in a way to make her happy, but in a way I truly have zero fucks to give about what color it looks like. Pick a color. Well, I really, what do you, I'm like, dear, I'm soon about to take away the right for you to pick my clothing. So you either pick my clothing or you don't. Right? If you're going to hem and haw what, what I worry about, it doesn't matter what I want. I really don't care. So you, I, and then the light went on. Okay, I like these. And I like that shirt. And I like those shorts. I'm like, boom, done. And then I put them on. I don't care. Now, if I was working some other place, yes, I have my own old clothes from the aughts and the, the 2011s where if I had to go work in banking or some kind of corporate office again, I could break out the suits. That's, that's fine. Yeah, I have my own clothes that I would wear. I mean, they're, they're slowly getting worn away. But unless you had a career to go to or you were single, you had to, you, you had to have some kind of interaction. You had, to, you had to get something from the rest of society. Okay, if, if you had that, fine. Then you'd have to have your own fashion. But if you don't, if all you got to do to it, the only person to impress is your significant other, well, fuck. What do you want? Same thing with my cologne. My cologne, I don't care what cologne I have. The GF shoes, oh, I love that cologne. Get that cologne. Get that cologne. I like those shoes. Get those. Fine, we'll get those shoes. I like your hair this way. Pretty much everything physical is like, what do you want? I'm like your little dress-up doll. And that may sound femi. That may sound ba- I. Guys, it's such an easy thing. What do you you don't have to decide on anything anymore? You want my hair to look like that? All right, let's go. Oh, it's time to get a haircut? Fine. Oh, it's time to change mousse? Okay. You want me to dye my hair? You don't want me to dye my hair. You want that touch of gray? You don't want that touch of gray. Like these shoes? Like the fine. And a lot of times you even get 
them to buy it for you. You play the old, I don't know, that's pretty expensive. I don't think, and if they really want it, then they'll get, oh, no, I, I'll, I got discounts. You see, and that's the other thing with gals. Let me tell you about gals. <clears throat> I know everything about women. They're not going to, if it was up to me, very extreme in my clothes shopping, I will go to a either K&G, well, or Nate's, but Nate's clothes, and now it's only K&G, to get an actual proper fitted suit. Okay, that'd be for corporate, going out like a nice sport jacket or whatever. Okay, uh, so there's the going out and working uh, wardrobe. Every day going out, Walmart. Hey, look how cheap! I like the color that shirt works. You can get some quasi fancy stuff at Walmart. Pig gets rolling. He's rolling in his not yet grave yet, but he's just like, oh my god, mate, what are you doing going to Walmart? What are you, what are you doing going to Walmart? <clears throat> so you get the. The cheap, just whatever, daily clothes over at Walmart. But the girls, they can't just go to Walmart. No, they can't. No, they have to go to like Old Navy, Express, Gap, Eddie Bauer, which to me is just like, hey, shitty clothes at twice the price. But then they got their coupons and they got their membership cards and then they got their discounts. And I've seen the GF like a samurai ninja with a katana, cut these prices down to a third. And you'd think that the company, like the checkout ladies, would be against that. Like they try to fight back and say, no, 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 that, that discount doesn't count. That's only on Tuesdays. And it's only for people that are that are under five foot seven. And da, 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 da. they're helping the women get discounts. They're like, oh yeah, I can find they will look up discounts. So whatever the listed price is over at Old Navy, it's a $15 shorts. I'm like, ooh, that's $15 shorts. That's, a, ooh, that's pricey. I could get two pairs of shorts at Walmart for $15. Bucks. I probably, maybe I go online and even find them for the same price. But then the GF, the woman will come in with her cards and her discounts, and they got them so addicted to this bullshit. And they actually think they're saving money by spending slightly less money, or in sometimes case, significantly less money, so that it effectively comes out at the same price or close, close to the price that you are going to be getting at Walmart anyway. But here's the kicker, guys. Here's the kicker. They're the ones that end up paying because it's on their card and their discount and their membership number and all that other stuff. So you basically can get free clothes out of your girlfriend or wife. And they th- they're they happier than poop. They're like excited. They can't wait to get you back home to dress you up in the new clothes. They, they're excited. They dropped 50 bucks on your clothes and you got new duds. New duds. And again, assuming you don't have to impress other people in the outside world, be a career or, or dating or whatever else. What do you, you, you got free clothes, man. I didn't think I could get cheaper clothes than what I was already doing. I go to like Goodwill, I get used jeans, rag stock, you know, and I hand-me-downs even. And I think I even beat it now because for the most part, I got the girl to buy all the clothes for me. Piggott is disagreeing on more esoteric, higher thought level. I know he, I know he's, he's just, but he, he gave me a little bit of guff. He gave me a little bit of guff on the last podcast there. Uh, speaking of podcasters, let's talk about the League of Extraordinary Podcasters. We have the 405media.com. Check out those guys. Financial Survival Network with Kerry Lutz. Sylvia Canto's Canto Talk. You can find that on blogtalkradio.com. He's a, he does a Latino. Not all Latino. He is Latino. Uh, 
and it's not all Latino stuff, but he will talk about uh, Latin politics and Latin economics. Dude's from Cuba, escaped Cuba, so obviously he has a vested interest. O'Shea Jackson over on YouTube. Economic Invincibility. TJMartinell.com. World-class bullshitters. Sandman, not Metallica, but Sandman, the MGTOW channel. Our good friend Rich Cooper at Entrepreneurs in Cars. Podcast.michaelkingswood.com slash RSS. Or if you just want to go to non-communist science fiction, guess what he writes? He writes science fiction that is not communist. Huh? Look at that. There's a, there's a wide open field. SafetyPhD.com. Visit our good friend Dr. David Perot, and he's the guy who wrote <clears throat> the uh, School of Errors. We talked about the goddamn bacon. The School Sucks Project with Brett. SchoolSucksProject.org. I think that's it for the League of Extraordinary Podcasters. All right. If you'd like to help out the show, go to OlderBrother.com slash donate. i got to upload a video there pretty soon on my Older Brother channel. But in the meantime, if you want to help out, there's three ways you can do it. And they're all located at this URL, OlderBrother.com slash donate. And the first one is a direct donation to PayPal, which you don't get anything for. The second thing is you become a patron member or Patreon member by going to uh, my website link there. And uh, you sign up, and I don't know, I, I think the minimum is like a buck a month. And then uh, you get a picture of Mary. You get access to all the pictures, all the pinups, the pinup gallery, as it were. You get access to Sanity is the Future of Wealth, my best blog post ever. And then um, the very first episode of the Road Trip podcast, which I'll be doing more regularly, occasionally. Expect maybe one a month. It's like I got a little bit of time. I'll throw it up there. Not available to those commoner listeners of mine. The commoners don't get access to only the elite. Only my bestest of bestest friends get access to that. And my God, let me tell you about the quality of the podcast, of the road trip podcast. It is so much higher quality than this one. It's the same shit, the same slop. Say, like, hey, fuck Tardos, what's going on? Yeah. So I just give you something extra to listen to. Uh, and then the third thing is the one that I would recommend you do the most because it doesn't cost you anything, and it's that you do all your online shopping through my Amazon affiliate program. Uh, you just click on that banner there. It takes you to Amazon. They know you came from me, so whether you're logged in or not, doesn't matter. You don't have to pre-log in. You just log in, do your shopping, buy your stuff, and I get a 6 to 7% cut on stuff you're going to buy anyway, and Jeff Bezos isn't going to charge you more. He can't because he's got to give half to his wife. <laughs> Uh, I would say vote, comment, like, subscribe, share, and you can. Uh, please do uh, subscribe if you haven't. Uh, please subscribe or sign up or whatever. Follow. Follow me on Twitter. I want to get over 10,000. I'm just kind of curious what happens at 10,000. Uh, but more importantly, share uh, this with your friends. Share it on your social media. That's it. Big Daddy C's out of there. We're going to see you guys later. Toodles. <laughs>